We went into it pretty committed to including the third act, or Don Juan in Hell, as it's sometimes called, where they are in a version of Hell, and where Jack becomes a version of Don Juan, and the leader of the brigands, Mendoza, becomes the devil. This is not essential to the narrative of the play. This is where Shaw levers a debate about the purpose of life. When Shaw wrote it, um, he felt that this additional sequence, which is Tanner's dream, in which he dreams he's in hell, meeting the devil, could be a section that could be excluded from the play. The play would work perfectly well without it. And indeed, one can see how it would be a very entertaining boulevard, romantic comedy, a rom-com of Edwardian England. But the dream sequence underpins the play with the very philosophy that Shaw so badly wanted and believed in. Our search was to find a way of containing and celebrating the philosophical depth of the play, but not to the point where it hijacked the romantic comedy. So we were able to have a balance of comedy and philosophy. Without Hal, without the dream sequence, I think it would feel like a less substantial banquet. And actually a lot of the ideas in Hal about why we live and why we're on the planet and what the purpose and meaning of us all is feels almost the most contemporary part of the whole story. The debate is held between the character of the devil and the figure of Don Juan. In Shaw's play, Don Juan is a philosopher. He's less a Lothario. He has been a womanizer, but he's a sort of changed spirit and he's now uh, he is confronting the big ideas about the purpose of life. The, the third act is big on the purpose of life. Don Juan believes that heaven is a place where you engage with the betterment or the, the improving of mankind's lot, that man's brain needs to develop to make his world better, more efficient. I think Shaw intends a world where, where you know, we do without terrible exploitation and poverty and disease and hunger and distress. That the, the potential of our brains is applied to making our world a better place. The devil says it's all been done. Man is essentially a destructive animal and everything's happened anyway. It just goes in, in, uh, in cycles. He uses the idea of the pendulum, you know, one, one, one moment it's here, then it sweeps over here and it's just a series of cyclical eras and it's, there's no point in anything except enjoy yourself. Sit back, have a drink, smoke a cigarette, watch a movie, Basically, just don't don't bother with trying to. There's no point, um, and it's a quite. And I think that's a very relevant debate. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's easy to, to to adopt the devil's argument. And some people, um, I think Michael Holroyd, the biographer of Shaw, thinks the devil wins the argument. Plain Jack Tanner, I can't afford to <laughs> to get uh, to to agree with him on that. I, I I think, but I think the 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 argument is strong and real. We were terrified of that third act because we thought. Will people, will it be really boring? Will, it, will people start coughing? And so we had this, this panel at the back, we started to show images that might reflect what the argument was. Then we realized that was distracting because as soon as you have a visual thing, you sort of stop listening. So we got rid of those, which is really brave and being sort of alone in an empty box just with words, it's really scary. And then when he talks about man and England, we used the audience and, and we realised that we had to bring the house lights up so that they knew we were talking about them and so that they really were party to that debate. Like dreams that we have in life when people are there 
but they're not there, although they're in a slightly different role. So Shaw's created this rather amazing landscape of both old and new, strange and familiar, confusing and clear, um, i.e. a landscape which we'll all recognise from that which we visit every night. <laughs>